Welcome to Harvest Hour with Reverend Dr. Godwin Alija. Today's message is from the vast teaching archives of the man of God, who is also the lead pastor of the Harvest Missions Chapel, Assemblies of God International Church, a first century church in the 21st century world. Join us today as we explore truths of God's word for the building up of our faith and victorious living in Christ Jesus. God bless you. Now, today's message. What is up to foreign soil to work a distant land? Let's bow for a word of prayer. Father, we have gathered before no other person but you. And just like we heard in this poem, you are asking us to jump. We pray, Father, that the word of God would encourage us not to doubt your instruction, but to ask how high should we jump. Spirit of God, take charge over every single heart right now. Spirit of truth, capture every thought. Take every thought captive right now. Anything baggage that has followed us into this place, we lay it down at the feet of the cross. We shatter every demonic and satanic voice that is speaking into our ears and confusing us right now in the name of Jesus any pain in the body any emotional stress that is going to take away from the word of God father today we rebuke them right now in the name of Jesus we pray father that by the time we are done today when you ask us to jump we will ask you how high in jesus name have we prayed amen shall we put our hands together and celebrate the lord hallelujah 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 amen we have been looking at the general theme moving up to the next level and today is day number one of our fasting and prayer. I don't want to count because then I'll be anxious. Today is day 14. Day, day what? When you number eight is good. We are fasting. We are fasting. Amen. And uh, part of our spiritual exercise is to help us take us to the next level. So we focused on the theme power for the next level. Because anytime you have to go up, you are moving against gravity so you need power if you come from where uh, my people are from you say power so you need the uh, power to go to the next level i just came back from there yesterday i should be careful and we started looking at the three power lines how many of you remember the three power lines to the next level power number one power line number one is what Power line number one, 
Shout it. Please shout it louder. If I was a prophet, I say shout it for a miracle. It would have been higher than that. Okay, shout it for a miracle. Prayer. <laughs> Prayer is the first power line because God will not do anything for you outside your prayers. Amen? Prayer connects us to the divinity of God and we are able to bring the divinity of God to kiss the earth on our behalf. And we have we, 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 we examine the lifestyle of Jesus himself that Mark 1.35 says that he woke up very early before dawn and he prayed. And that is why we pray at dawn during this fasting time. Because we believe that if Jesus did it, then we can also do that. We looked at the second power line and that is what? Faith. Because we know that when you pray and you don't act on faith, Things will not fall in place for you. So faith is important. Bible says, for without faith, it's impossible to please God. Amen. And we defined in this house that faith is beginning to see before you see. Even though you don't see it, you are seeing it. Okay. Because that is the currency of the spiritual realm that we have our senses of smell, of taste, of touch, and all of that for the phys physical realm. But when you enter into the spirit, you can't smell spirit, you can't touch spirit, you cannot taste spirit. The sense that helps you to navigate the realms of the spirit is what we call faith, the sense of faith. Yongicho calls it the sixth sense. And so if you are a believer and you don't operate by faith, you cannot feel your way into, through the realms of the spirit. You cannot think, you cannot taste, you cannot sense, you cannot, you know, you are just inside your all of that. Can you imagine? I'm told that COVID is very devastating. You can't taste, you can't smell and all of that. So we rebuke COVID in the name of Jesus. I said we rebuke it in the name of Jesus. And everyone is immune. Thank God that you all have your mask on. Amen. And when I finish, I'll put mine on. Those of you who don't have it and you are not talking, please put it on for me. Amen. Today, we want to look at the power line of courage. Courage. Bible says that faith without works is dead. And what it means is that you can have faith, but you need to, you need to operationalize your faith. You need to step out of your comfort zone and begin to exercise your faith. And one of the things that God demands of us is to exercise courage. Amen? Courage. And I want to take my focal test from Deuteronomy chapter 31, verse 6. There are many of these scriptures in the Bible and uh, Deuteronomy 31 verse 6. Bible says that be strong and courageous. Do not be terrified or afraid of them. For it is the Lord your God who goes with you. He will not leave you or forsake you. Please keep it on the screen for a few more minutes. Moses penned, carefully penned down this instruction from God because he wasn't uh, going to go to the promised land with them. 
And this time the Israelites had been delivered from Egypt and they have been sojourning in the wilderness and they are seeking the face of God to go to the promised land. Just like all of us, we want to go to the next level this year. We want to break some glass ceilings and see the hand of God over our lives. But we need something. We need to understand that if we are not strong and courageous, we cannot make it to that level. Amen. God is requiring of his people that yes, I have made all the provisions for you. You have prayed. We have fasted. I have made the provisions for you. But this time, I require of you to take the next step. Be strong. Now, if God says be, it means that it is in your power to be. Do you understand? Because there are, we've always said that God will not do by miracle what you must do by responsibility. So God says be, it means that it is in your power to be. So if you don't be, then you are not being. He says, be strong. Be courageous. Don't be afraid. Don't be terrified of them. For the Lord your God is with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. People of God, let me, let, let me, let me, let me stay on this scripture a little bit. You see, we serve a God who is so mighty and strong. We serve a God who created the heavens and the earth just by the words of his mouth. We serve a God who is the greatest architect we've ever known. He is able to craft human beings to look as perfect as we see them. When I was doing a little bit of elementary arts, I was shocked at how the eye is located between the head and the chin. This chin, right? Not intestines. Okay, chin. <laughs> and then how the nose is located between the eye and the chin. And how the mouth is right in the middle of the nose. I mean... This is an amazing God. This is a God who is able. Now, when you even take a drive, now you look out of the window, look at the trees, look at the grass. It's beautiful. You drive by the ocean. This, this God is a showboy. And this God has created us in his, in, his, in his image and has instructed us that I have made everything available for you. So jump. Some of us still labor in ignorance. And we cry every night and day asking God for those things that he's already made available to us. If only we can obey the principles in God's words and take God's words as they are and obey and jump. God will come through for us. This year, as we fast and we pray, I challenge every member and I challenge those of us watching on Facebook Live that God has made the provisions and God is instructing us. He says, I will not leave nor forsake you. He says, I will be with you. He said, don't be terrified of the enemy. They will come against you like a flood, but the Spirit of God will lift a standard against them. He says, a thousand will fall on your side. Ten thousand by your right hand side. Only your eyes will behold the destruction of the wicked. He said, don't rejoice over me, my enemy. Though I fall seven times, I will rise again. The spirit of God is with us. So jump, move to the next level. Be encouraged. I have 
reached out to him. Courage. Courage. One military commander says that courage is not the lack of fear, but the ability to face it. In other words, if God says we should be courageous, God knows that there is fear in us. Just a little lower. So many times when you read the Bible, God says, fear not. Fear not. Theologians have counted all those fear nots and they said we have 365 fear nots. So every day you take one capsule. Fear not. Now, do you think God will say fear not if there is nothing to fear? There is always something to fear. There is always something that will shake you. There is always something that will devastate you. There is always some pain that will make you feel like you are dying. There is always somebody who will confront you and make you feel like the world is coming to an end. But God knows all of this and he says fear not. So courage is not the lack of fear. But it's the ability to face it. Now, when you read through the Bible, fear is used when someone takes a stand for biblical principles. It is the ability to do something that frightens you. <laughs> Courage is the ability to do something that frightens you. So if the thing does not fright, uh, frighten you, then you, you are not exercising courage. The thing will shake you. It will shock you to the bone. It will vibrate your body. You look at the thing, the thing is Herculean. And you are like, this dry bones, God, only you know if this dry bone can live. That is courage. Courage is being motivated by the heart to do something brave. So courage is the condition of the heart. If your heart is weak, you cannot move and do anything for God. Now when I examine this scripture very well, there are five things that jump out to me. The first thing is, the Bible says, be strong and courageous. It's a command. Be strong and be courageous. In this, our walk with God, in our next level walk with God, people of God, we need to be strong. You need to build capacity through prayer. You need to tell yourself that I can make it in Jesus' name. When everything is breaking around you, you need to have the ability to stand and say, I will not die. I will live to declare the glory of God. There is a certain element of, of, of Takashi in this faith. Because the devil is, is, is all, always around to intimidate us, to tell us that we cannot do things, to tell us that we are broken, to tell us that you are dumb, to tell us that you are, you cannot, you failed many times. What do you have to do it? Then you have to rise from the ashes and say, I am strong, I can do it, I am courageous, I will not lay low. You cannot take advantage of me. You can have all the muscles, but yes, I am strong. So that was what God was telling them because these people were going to confront the children of Anarchy. Remember, give me Deuteronomy chapter 9. Let me show you a scripture that I've, I've quoted here many times. 
He said, listen, Israel, today you are about to cross the Jordan to go and drive out nations greater and stronger than you. Did you read that? The nations are greater and stronger than you. Large cities fortified to the heavens. Uh -huh. The people are strong and tall. Are you looking at strong and tall people? Are you looking at strong and tall situations? Are you looking at a strong and tall financial problem? Are you looking at a strong and tall marital problem? He said the challenge is strong and tall. The descendants of the Anakim, you know about them. You have heard it said about them. Who can stand up to the sons of Anak? So there's a problem. There's a challenge. Then God says, but understand that today the Lord your God will cross over ahead of you as a consuming fire. He will devastate them and subdue them before you. You will drive them out and destroy them swiftly as the Lord has told you. So in that scripture, God is saying that people of God, be strong and be courageous. Number two, he says, do not fear. The number one enemy to courage is fear. If you, as somebody, some of us, we have, we are just chronically afraid. Fear is part of our DNA. Sometimes we fear things that we are not supposed to fear. I know I'm talking to somebody. Yeah? Some of the prayers that we pray in church, it's not out of faith, it's out of fear. Hey, the devil is here. Satan is here. It's fear. And that is why some of the prayers don't even work. Because you don't touch the heart of God through fear. Small wind blows through the window. Abide you in the name of Jesus. And from Manuabo, wind. It's going to rain. The weather has changed. Wind. <laughs> My mother, unless she doesn't, she doesn't hear quay. But, Jesus, Mojan, coward him. Hey, Abwa. Hey, Abwa no kone, baby. The way we apply Yesu Mocha, if we apply it well, we will go far. But the problem is we apply the Yesu Mocha out of fear, not out of faith. So, the way we are, I will come to teach you how we can get rid of fear. So, in other words, God was telling them, get rid of fear. Some of us, when we say come to church, you won't come. Prayer meeting, you don't come. But one of the ways to get rid out of fear is to uh, get rid of fear is to understand what God says about you and to stand on the principles of His word, and fear will leave you. The number three thing that He says is, do not be terrified of them. Who are the them? There is always a them that you'll be terrified of. The them can be a human being, the them can be a situation, the them can be a circumstance. He said, don't be terrified. In other words, there are other people that can make you afraid. There are other people, other conditions that can make you shake in your seat. So, he says, do not be terrified of them. Then number four, he says, for the Lord your God is with you. He goes with you. That's another way you should. So, in the scripture number four, God is telling them that apart from all the things I've told you, the reason why you should not be afraid and be courageous is because me, God, I'm with you. You know, 
One of the ways the enemy conquers children of God is to make you feel that God is not with you. If the devil succeeds in putting that in your mind, you are gone for good. You are gone. He said, God is with you. You accepted Jesus as your Lord and personal Savior. He's with you. He said, Pastor, you don't know. You don't know the kind of thing that is going on in my life. Yeah, I've accepted Jesus. Oh, but he wants you to come back. He's with you. He doesn't want you. So if you look at the next verse, he says that he will not leave or forsake you. Is that in your Bible? Please, is that in your Bible? Is that in your Bible that he will not leave nor forsake you? Is that in your Bible? He says he will not leave nor forsake you. Meanwhile, the Israelites, look at their records. They were there murmuring, complaining, everything. God says this, they will do left. God says go right, they will go left. And still God is saying, I won't forsake you. God is not like a man who gets angry anyhow by heart and pushes you out of the window. That is not a license to sin and disobey. It has its consequences. But God says, when you sign on as my child, I won't forsake you. So when you are going through some things, he said, when you go through the waters, I'll be with you. When you go through the fire, I will not, I will, it will not burn you. The rivers will not sweep you. He says, I will not forsake you. So be courageous. How do we become courageous? I'll give you a few steps. We become courageous, number one, when we learn the habit of doing the right things. Have you noticed that? And I'll show you that. First Chronicles 22, 13. Then you will prosper. And if you take care to fulfill the statutes and judgments which we the Lord charged Moses concerning Israel. Be strong and be of courage. Do not fear. Do not be dismayed. In other words, sometimes the reason why we lose courage is we always do the wrong things. Have you noticed if a gigantic man with guns starts stealing something and a small boy appears, that guy will start shaking. Why? Because he's stealing. Because he's stealing. Amen? Because he's stealing. But if you do the right things, if you learn the habit of staying close to God, reading your Bible and praying every day, and, 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 and focusing on him, you will build some internal st stamina. So it is not that God has forsaken you. It's because you have chopped the bad you yourself. You think God is not with you. That is the reason why we lose courage. We lose courage because we, 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 we always, you see, we don't train ourselves to live by the principles of God. And God is telling them, then you will prosper if you take care to fulfill the statutes and the judgment which with the Lord charge Moses. This is where the problem is when we sin. Because when you sin, God will forgive you. When you sin, he will forgive you. But the consequences, the word, consequences, the consequences, <laughs> when we're cases, the consequences, the consequences of the sin is that you break your own strength and courage. So if you are a son, 
And every time you do something wrong, you go to your father, your father says, I've forgiven you. You go back, you do the wrong thing, say, I've forgiven you. You go back, you do the wrong thing, say, I've forgiven you. Finally, even when you do wrong, you are afraid to come to him. It is not because he will not forgive you. It's because you yourself, you have gotten to a point that you are like, Father, this one, <laughs> man, I'm tired of asking for forgiveness. Is it not true? So that is why we encourage people of God to remain in the word of God, to remain in the status of God, to continue to obey God, for there is no other way to be happy in Jesus, because when you continue to serve him, you obey him, you do the right things, you build courage. Number two, we become courageous by waiting on God. We become courageous by waiting on God. As you fast and pray, something is happening in your life. Something is happening to your heart. Something is happening in your mind. And so you, you are praying, you are waiting on God. And courage is building inside you. So people who fast and pray, when they are confronted with circumstances, they look at the devil and say, hey devil, you cannot intimidate me. For I have been spending time with my father. I have been talking to God. I've been waiting on him. Psalm 27 verse 14. He said, wait on the Lord. Be of good courage and he shall strengthen your heart. Wait, I say on the Lord. When you wait on God, he strengthens your heart. Sometimes your heart is weak. You need some. What do we need for the heart to be strong, doctor? Cardiophonics. Tonics. Tonics. Tone your heart. Eh? do some exercises. Waiting on God is a spiritual exercise. Fasting is a spiritual exercise. You see how when you get on the treadmill, you are, you, you are pointing. That fasting is the same. Spiritually, you are tired. Physically, you are tired. But you are building your spiritual muscles the same way you build your heart. When you wait on God, you build your heart. So, you see, when we say fast, the fasting is not for God. It's for you. Because a time will come that God will require you to take your stand. And you can't take your stand because you don't have muscles. Your heart is weak. Are you following me today? If you understand what I'm saying, say, I hear you. So he said, wait on God. Be of good courage. And he shall strengthen your heart. May God strengthen your heart today. I have a lot to cover. Let me, I better uh, hurry up. Number three. We become courageous when we put our hope in the Lord. We become courageous when we put our hope in God. Some of us, you put, we put our hope in things that can easily be destroyed. We put our hope, if your hope is your uncle in the U.S., the day you hear your uncle is dead, your hope is gone. <laughs> if your hope is that business that you have started, that investment... The day you hear that that business has bent down, that is the end of your life. Because that is where your hope is. But if your hope is in God, if your hope is in God, and God never sleeps nor slumbers, and God never dies, then you know that every time you are courageous, because you know that you have a source that is strong. Look at Psalm 31 verse 24. He said, be of good courage, and he shall strengthen your heart. All you who hope in the Lord, Amen? So, I, I, I coin the word, look at the bigness of your God, not the bigness of your problems. 
If your hope is in God, you will look at the bigness of your God, not the bigness of your problem, not the bigness of your circumstances, not the bigness of the devil, because the devil is not big. Compared with God, the devil is, is ignorant. Vegetables. The man wanted to say, you are a gnat, or say you are a gnat. He said, no, it's not. He said, gnat. He said, not. I said, are you calling me stupid? I said, gnat. Anyway. Number four, we become courageous from having people around us that encourage us. Hallelujah. When you surround yourself, separate flatter with buffoons who are always telling you you cannot do it. Oh, ah, so this one, ah, yeah, 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 yeah. I've done it before. They will give you 200 examples why you think you will fail. If you surround yourself with the wrong people, you cannot be encouraged. One of the cardinal traits of leaders, there was a study done of the top Fortune 500 companies in the US. And they realize that one of the cardinal strength of leaders is that they encourage their hearts. They encourage their hearts. And that is why my wife knows I don't listen to radio. I don't. You say some of them are good. They say, yeah. Once a while, when the Holy Spirit draws me, I'll listen. Because when you turn on the radio, the kind of poison, venom, toxin. Hey, Ghana is burning, you know. Hey, Ghana, she, hey, and yeah, we are confusing what happened in Ghana. Hey, somebody has died. Meanwhile, you go and look at the thing, and it is, it is nothing. But the way they will report it, your heart will begin to faint. And you begin to see that there is no hope in Ghana. Let me go and spend time on the Sahara Desert and cross to Libya. Rather than staying in Ghana. But Ghana is our land full of milk and honey. And God will bless us in Ghana if he wants to. If God has not located you somewhere, you don't have to go. Because here in Ghana, when people go abroad and buy things, who buys them? When they bring their cars, who buys them? So, tell me, where is the money? The money is here. Somebody has the money here. (laughs) Somebody is chopping the money here. May the Lord open the doors for you so that you can also see that money. And may God bless you with the money some. This is our land full of milk and honey. I claim it in Jesus' name. So don't surround yourself with the wrong people. Bible says that everyone, we should encourage one another. That's why in the church, we need to learn to encourage one another. We come to church to receive encouragement from God and encouragement from one another. So if you are here as a member of a church and all you do is to look out for people and discourage them, this is not a place for you. Here we have encouragers. We don't discourage. We don't discourage. We have to encourage one another with the word of God. We have to encourage one another with our lifestyle. We have to encourage one another with our words. When somebody is down, tell the person it shall be well. You are not alone. We went for a funeral yesterday and we went because, not because we are going to wake the, the dead person up. We went to tell our sister, we are with you. Be encouraged. Daddy is gone, but you have a family. So don't feel like you'll be alone. That is the reason why we went. To encourage her heart. When you are not well, we visit you at the hospital because we want to encourage you. When you don't come to church, we call you because we want to encourage you. Maybe there is something that is pulling you back. So you must receive encouragement. That is why we encourage people. When you are not married, we say, don't worry. Your time will come. Be encouraged. It is not those people who are sorry, I will dress. Worry, worry. Do we sell men and women on the market? 
I'm preaching good. I'm preaching good. But I didn't say you should stop, Massa. <laughs> I know I'm preaching good. Amen. Number five, we receive encouragement when we don't allow the world to label us. We don't allow circumstances of the world to label us. What do I mean by that? What I mean by that, this is this. Some of us have gone through a lot. A lot. Donald Trump says, we won by a lot. (laughs) Some of us, we have fallen many times. We've tried businesses. It has whipped us. Hey, I remember my sister told a story one time about somebody who went to do typing. He did, he, she couldn't do it. Then he said, okay, I can't do typing. Then went to fine arts. He couldn't do it. They said, okay, then I'm going to do science. <laughs> then the headmaster came. Okay, hey, what? But then, what? But then, what? So some of us, we are like that. And as you go through experiences, this is what happens to you. You, are lab- you, feel, you label yourself actually. And you begin to think that you cannot do this. But if you are going to break through, you need to take all the labels off. Take all the labels off. Bible says, do not rejoice over me, my enemy. For though I fall seven times, I will rise again. I might have failed many, many times, but I will try again. I failed. I hear J.B. Dankwa wrote O-Level like seven or nine times, but he became J.B. Dankwa. The guy, Thomas Edison, who brought the light bulb, he tried over only God knows how many times. People say, ah, Charlie, are you correct? Is your brain working? You've tried this hard, it's not working. You are still doing the same thing. You know what he told them? He says, at least, I know 100 things I shouldn't do if I want the light bulb. Instead of saying I have failed, he's saying that I know what I shouldn't do if I want the light bulb. If you fail, rise again. Don't let the world label you. Just Jacob was labeled a cheat, supplanter, by his own parents, and that thing followed him throughout his life. But Bible says that one day, he decided to wrestle with God. And he broke that chain. God said, what is your name? He said, my name is Jacob. He said, that is a wrong name. That is why you are suffering. That is a wrong label. From today, your no- name is no longer Jacob. Your name is Israel. Because you have wrestled with man. You've wrestled with God. And you have prevailed. And that is when his blessing started. So fast forward, the tape, they were giving birth to his son, Benjamin. And because Rahel was dying, Rahel said, I'll call this guy Benoni. Benoni means son of my sorrow. Jacob says, no, 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 lie, lie. With everything that I have been through, you will not put that thing on my son. His name shall be Benjamin, son of my right hand. I see God change your name. He's changing your name from Benoni to Benjamin. The things you have gone through cannot label you. Put them aside. Be strong and be courageous. You might have failed many times, but be strong. Rise out of the ashes and move because the Lord your God is with you. Be courageous. Be strong. Let's look at some of the examples of courageous men in the Bible. Courage is not the absence of fear. Second Samuel 23, 8-9. I'll be landing very soon. 
Second Samuel 23 from verse 8. Look at some crazy men. Some of the things they dared to do. These are the names of David's warriors. Joseph Bashabeth. Those of you who want names for your children that are good names in the Bible. Can you imagine you cut a JB? <laughs> the Tecomonites was the chief of the officers. Look at what he did. Courage. He wielded his spear against 800 men. He killed them one time. I say one time. May God give you courage. May you take your sword and may you slash 800 men one time. Amen. After him, Eliezer, son of Dodo, Dodo neighbor, son of Ahohi, was among the three warriors with David. When they defied the Philistines, the men of Israel retreated in the place they had gathered for battle. Wait, 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 wait. wait. They, this was a man fighting with people. You know, sometimes you can start something, everybody will leave you. Yeah, that was his, his. But the man was courageous. What did he do? But Eliezer stood his ground and attacked the Philistines until his hand was tired and stuck to his sword. And listen, I like this part. The Lord brought about a great victory that day. Then the troops came back to him, but only to plunder the dead. May God make you Eliezer. When everybody is running away from you, may you take your stand. When everybody say it will not happen, I say after these 40 days, may you take your stand in the middle and may you fight a good fight. May you battle. You can make it. Let everybody say it will not happen. But God will make sure he gives you victory so that they will see that he is the Lord of all flesh and there is nothing too hard for him. Eliezer. Will call you Theophilus Eleazar. After him was Shaman, son of Agi, the Hararites. The Philistines had assembled in formation. When they say formation, eh, it means that they, there is no space. They have, they have their battle, everything coming, armed from the head to the toe. Formation. Where there was a field full of lentils. The troops fled from the Philistines. In other words, his people fled. When they saw the formation, they can't book about I can't stand this. But Shammah took his stand in the middle of the field and defended it and struck down the Philistines. So the Lord brought about victory. Each and every one of these, when you take courage, God will bring victory. You didn't hear me. I said, when you take courage, God will bring victory. God will bring victory. Be strong and be courageous. Some of us, we give up too quickly. We give up too early. We just throw in the towel. <laughs> no! What is his name again? Shaman. Shaman. The people were coming in formation. They were armed to the teeth. Hmm? He stood in the middle. He stood in the middle. At this point, everybody left him. In this world, people will leave you. I'm telling you, it's okay. People will leave you. But don't let that discourage you. Stand. I say stand in the Lord. I say stand on the word of God. I say stand in God's spirit. 
principles. I say pray and fast. When they leave you, stand and fight. God will bring you victory. Hallelujah. Go on. There's another one. Okay, three of the 30 leading warriors went down at the harvest time. Okay, this one, they did something crazy, but go to verse 15. Let me see what is there. We have more people. David was extremely thirsty. Okay, verse 16. So, three of the warriors broke through the Philistines' camp. Verse 17. I've seen this story. David didn't drink the water. Verse 18. Abishai. Abishai, Joab's brother and son of Zuriah was the leader of the three. He raised his spear against 300 men. He killed them, gaining a reputation among the three. <laughs> How many of you know that we are fighting battles? We are fighting battles, spiritual battles. Was he not the most honored of the three? He became their commander, even though he did not become one of the three. Go on. Benaiah, son of Jehoda, was the son of a brave man from Abzil. A man of many exploits, Benaiah killed two sons of Aria of Moab. And he went down into a pit on a snowy day and he killed a lion. Today, some of you will say, If the lion is not chasing you, go home. But this guy enters the pit where the lion is. So we need Bria. I prophesy over you today that God will give you courage. God will give you grace. You will go where... Listen, Christians are supposed to be on the offensive. We have been defending this thing too long. We are supposed to move forward and attack. He killed two giants and then as if that was not enough, where lion has gone to hide in the cave, you pursue the lion and kill the lion. May God make you a lion killer. I say, may God make you a lion killer. May you have so much courage that you slash lions into pieces. No lion can withstand you. There is only one correct lion. He's the lion of the tribe of Judah. Every other lion is fake. May you slash them. I say, may you cut their heads. I say, may you challenge them. After this 40 days fasting and prayer, may God make you a lion killer. After this 40 days, you waited on God. When you step out to your office, may you kill a lion. When you go to your office, may you kill a lion. Your family cannot withstand you. You are a lion killer. Say that you are a lion killer. He also killed an Egyptian, a huge man. Even though the Egyptian had a spear in his hand, Benaiah went down to him with a club, snatched a spear out of the Egyptian's hand, and then killed him with his own spear. You see what courage can do? Courage. This man has spear. He's holding wood. A piece of wood. That is where some of you will be looking for the available hole. The next available trotter that comes, you jump on it. You see, it's funny, but it's serious business. It is serious. The guy was holding wood. Somebody was holding shiny spear. He snatches the, the spear. It takes courage. He took it. He used his own spear to kill him. Let me finish quickly. Please go on. 
These were the exploits of Benaiah, son of Jehoda, who had a reputation among the three warriors. Uh -huh. He was the most honored of the 30 men, but he did not become, okay, go on. Among the 30, Joab's brother, Asahel, Elhanan, son of Dodo of Bethlehem, Shammah, the Horodite. Uh -huh. When you go home, man, go and read this scripture, 2 Samuel 23. Go and read and ponder. These are some of the examples. And you can look at the example of Joshua and Caleb when they went to the promised land. And everybody said, hey, we cannot do this. Joshua and Caleb said, Sh shut up. We can take the land. Take your promised land. You need courage. David himself took his land. As I conclude, people of God, there are dangers of not being courageous. If not being courageous is just you being there, it's okay. But anytime you fail to fight a battle, you leave a burden for generations after you. You leave a burden. I've always told myself, I will fight some battles so that my children wouldn't have to suffer. I will fight some battles. You have to put your name in the annals of this world so that wherever they mention your name, doors will open. If somebody has degraded you, pick yourself up! Fight the battle! Fight! Courageous. If we are not courageous, it will cost us the promised land. Joshua and Caleb were the only people in, his, in their generation to see the promised land. All of them died because they were not courageous. If you are not courageous, you will not eat the good of the land. The land is full of milk and honey, pomegranates, grapes and if you see yourself as a grasshopper grasshoppers don't eat grapes so you can't go there you don't go, go, can't go there but Joshua and Caleb they said we can do this even when Caleb was 84 he said give me my mountain so people of God the only way we can see the next level is to be courageous God will bring some things our way but be courageous and take it and move on. Be courageous. God will bring opportunities. Opportunities always come disguised. Do you understand? Some opportunities, not every, listen, when you see opportunities that are just easy, shining, I'm not saying it may not be of God, but pray. Because some of them are Trojan horses. Some of them are like the Gibeonites. But the real opportunities that sometimes God brings to us, they come disguised. It takes courage to attempt it. It takes courage to start that business. It takes courage, it takes courage to do that project. It takes courage. It takes courage. You need money. Go say invest into my work. It takes courage. I remember those days when I was in the bush. And there was a community in the northern region on the road. When you go to Tumu, the Sisala land, and you go towards the Golu side, you go. I won't mention the villages. There's a village there called Boti, 100% Islam. 100%. People went there the day before. They, they came together, big stone. Infidels, Christians. So, my guys told me, I said, let's go again. He said, hey, are you sure? I said, let's go. Meanwhile, I was afraid. We got to the land, then the leaders came. 
and met me. You people again. So, we are just here to fellowship, show the Jesus form. We are not here to, you know, in care. The guy looked at me. You are Christians? I said, yeah. You said, I said, yeah. It's okay. Our chief imam is sick. Come and pray for him. Inshallah. And I said, okay, let's go. So, one other guy followed me and the rest were building the Jesus form thing. And the way the guy was taking me through some dark alleys, we then left right. I started praying my life. I said, God, I know that anything can happen in Boti and nobody in Tema will know what happened. But God, if you are God, eh, give me strength and courage. And then finally, we got to a small hut. The door was so small. And when we stepped in, I saw this almost lifeless body on the bed. That was the chief imam. And I sat down. I, I don't speak Sisala. So I spoke to the guy. I said, please, tell chief imam that if only he will believe, Isa will heal him. And the chief imam replied, yes, pray for me. And I prayed a powerful prayer in the name of Jesus. Because that, that as well could have been my last prayer. So you start by confessing your sins and do all these things. And I told, I prayed. When I finished, all of them shouted, Ami? I said, uh-huh. Then they led us back. We showed the Jesus form. The next day, they sent people on bicycle to come to Tumu to tell us that the chief imam is healed. The chief imam is healed. The chief imam is healed. He said, where are the people? Come. Come and start the church. Today, today, as I speak, there's a big church in Boti, in Tumu. It takes courage. To do the work of God. It takes courage. Because God has already gone ahead of us. Who tells you that only pastors can lay hands? God says all of us. All of us. So sometimes when something happens, you're always calling pastor. No! All of us are mandated and empowered by the Bible. Those prophets who are always calling you to come to them because they want to feel relevant. But indeed, all of us are empowered to lay hands. All of us can prophesy. Another danger is it will cost you to bury your talent and become an ordinary person. Matthew 25, the parable of the talents. It will cost you. You know the parable, so I won't go there. God has given you so much talent, but because you lack courage, you bury it. And you tell God, God, I know you are a hard master. May your talents be exposed. Then the final thing, the most dangerous one, we will all be held accountable for not fulfilling our earthly calling. We will all be held accountable for not fulfilling our earthly calling. That is the dangerous one. If God gives you a gift, God gives you a talent. God is expecting you that you'll be courageous and launch out. Eh? Those of you who sing, some of the amazing singers, the first few songs they took, they snubbed them. Get out from, from my studio. But when they tried again, they hit. Ben Carson was sharing a story about when he started doing surgery. He lost some beautiful twins, lawyers, on the surgical table. Today, Ben Carson is being hailed as one of the top surgeons that separated Siamese twins. But he didn't start as Ben Carson. He lost patience. 
but he had to be courageous to face it again. If your business has failed, rise up, do it again. Eh? Your relationship has failed, don't worry, pray to God, do, do it again. Don't go down. And God will be with you. Come on, people, slap your hands and lift a shout to God. Shall we rise up to our feet? Pray that God today give me courage. I want to stand for you. There's so much that you want me to do. But Lord, without you, I cannot do it. Without you, Lord, make me like Shammah. Let me Make me like Benaniah. Let me go into the pit on the snowy day. Let me kill lions. Lift your voice and begin to pray right now. Lift your voice and begin to pray. Pray that God in this period of fasting and prayer, energize me, strengthen me, empower me. Give me strength. Give me courage, oh God. Let me not be afraid. Let fear not be part of the agenda. My Lord and my God, I need you. I need you. Without you, I cannot make it. Yes, I have failed the sons, but I will go again. Yes, I couldn't do this the first time, but I will do it again. Yes! Help me, God. Help me, God. Help me, God. Help me, God. Give me courage to use every ability for your glory. Lift your voice. tuning in. We believe you've been blessed by today's word. For video recordings of teachings by Reverend Alija, visit our Facebook page at Harvest Missions Chapel. For prayers and counseling, kindly call or WhatsApp the numbers 0244-865-523 or 054-230-3868. To share your testimonies or to support the ministry in cash or kind, Contact us on 0244-865-523.